Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this. Uh, Remembrance Day of 9-11, we will never forget, and I appreciate all the uh, uh, mentions of 9-11. Uh, I will certainly never forget uh, that particular day. If, uh, like me, most people remember where they were, uh, everything they did that were that were alive on 9-11-2001. Uh, that's why there's only one game tonight. Normally, an opening night, Pickles, uh, there's normally two games, but they, they wanted to put one with all New York teams and uh, being at MetLife Stadium. Now, they've had some rain come through there. Uh, supposedly, it's supposed to be okay uh, come game time, but I wouldn't be surprised. I'm looking at the radar pickles. There may be a slight delay, but around kickoff and going past that, looks like everything's going to be okay uh MetLife Stadium weather-wise. So I know we got a big game. I like the Jets tonight. Uh they're two-point underdogs. I'm thinking 27-23 Jets get the win tonight. Only player they have that I thought was going to play that's not going to play is Carl Larson, the defensive end, uh, which means there'll be more snaps for Will McDonald, the sensational rookie out of Iowa State. Uh, remember, Von Miller's not going to play in that game as well. He's out the first four games for Buffalo. Going to be a great game. Uh, got a lot I want to talk about tonight. Good scope, bad scope. Break down that Giants-Dallas game. Uh, Tua, Miami, uh, the Chargers. A uh, lot of games to get to. And actually, there's so many stories out there. I may have put off too many and have a short show because I didn't want to get too uh, logged in and go way over uh, because I, there's a lot of stuff I can get to tomorrow. Mel Tucker with Michigan State. Uh, he has been first. It was reported he was fired and suspended. I want to get my uh, probably talk about that one maybe Wednesday. So uh, either way, we'll go ahead. And of course, Disney, uh, that that story came to a hold. Respectum, I still may talk about that. Uh, within the next two days, there's a lot of stories I want to get to in the NFL for tomorrow, including this game. So either way, let's uh, go ahead and take our first and only break, and we'll hit the ground running here on Sports Scope. Hello, Sports Scope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program. Uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word, the cash sign, and sports scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports, that is sports with an S, another S, scope, S-K-O-P-E, at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you and enjoy the program. Okay, now I'm back here live. Okay, now Thursday, folks, I wanted to make that announcement. I'll be talking fantasy football, second half of the show, maybe 35 minutes, 
maybe 40 minutes into it, okay? This will be a first year. going to do a talk daily lineups. Uh, going to talk fantasy Thursday. Uh, I'll give you, we'll talk about weather, potential weather situations, injury situations, uh, do some daily fantasy. But of course, if you are, if you got questions on your, uh, on, on your, uh, draft team, sit them, start them. I'll take those questions as well. So that will be first year trying this fantasy Thursday. That's after the, uh, that's after the, uh, the, uh, injury reports, come out we'll give you some insta uh talk about the weather everything fantasy most of the show thursday i'll probably give you uh, a story or two that may have came up during the day and then we'll get right on it so starting this thursday we'll start that i'll talk a little fantasy football okay folks all right looks like we got a good crowd tonight you guys know i know my stuff okay let's talk about uh as I spoke of, of this program before, had former Dallas Cowboy Jim Jeffcoat, I told you all, and I mentioned at the gym, that I think this is the best Dallas. I'm not a Dallas Cowboy fan. I've just called it like I see it. I'd love to bash Jerry Jones. He's an egomaniac, okay? But uh, I got to call it like I see it. I said in the, pre, in the preseason, in the offseason, that I think this is the best team since those Jimmy Johnson teams. Now, those teams obviously won Super Bowls. It's not Those teams are not as good. This team is not yet considered as good as those teams. This team's won one playoff game, first road playoff game in 30 years. Last year, I said I think Michael Parsons is the uh, unforeseen leader of this team. Uh, and it's showing more and more. I think that, uh, and I said this before the season started, that this team uh, made the right moves by letting Keelan Moore go and having Mike McCarthy take care of the play calling. They let Ezekiel Elliott go. They got younger at running back. They're going to be a primarily running team, defense team. They'll throw when they need to. Sometimes you got to throw pass to set up the run. I did not expect them to go beat the Giants 40 to nothing. Nobody did. I mean, I, 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 it's just, I, I'm not that. This is not uh, Alabama and, and, and uh, uh, Austin P or, or uh, uh, MTSU. These are two professional franchises. So uh, looking at the box score here, and this is a common number here, folks. Keep, keep these numbers in mind here when it comes to Dallas – and by the way, Chris Jones signed. I'll get to that story in a minute. I kind of got ahead of myself. Uh, Chris Jones has signed a one-year deal. I'll get to that story next. I should have started off with that story, but I got caught up in this Dallas story. Okay, now, keep this number in mind. Uh, Dak Prescott, 24 pass attempts. Not every week is going to be a 40 to nothing blowout. I get that. But when he throws under 30 times, this team has a three-to-one winning record, winning margin, when he throws under 30 times. When he's right at 28 to 30-plus, they're pretty close to a 500 football team, okay? He had 24 pass attempts, and for a blowout, that's a little much if you ask me. 
but he did not throw any touchdowns, but he did not have any interceptions, no sacks. Uh, they had some offensive line potential injuries on this team uh, coming into this game. Uh, that did not seem to phase these guys. They had um, they had 30 rush attempts. I actually, uh, K1, Cavante uh, Turpin, uh, who scored a touchdown here, uh, Jim Jeffcoat talked about Turpin before. So you're, you're looking at this recipe for success, not to mention the fact that this team had um, – how many sacks did they have? Seven sacks, two interceptions, a defensive touchdown, and a special teams touchdown. So uh, I do think this team will play well. Now they've got to play the Jets, uh, the team I think that will probably win tonight. They could lose. You never know. Buffalo's very good. Uh, Buffalo's actually favored in the game. But uh, they do play the Jets with a 24-hour head start tomorrow or next Sunday at in Dallas. So um, uh, my preseason prediction was for them to beat the Giants and to beat the Cowboys. So I, I do think that contrary of what the haters say, that this team is um, uh, uh, playing really well. And if they don't beat themselves uh, and they don't feel themselves too much, I don't see that with this year's team, but it's early. It's early. Uh, a lot of the players are now uh, used to getting all this attention uh, because your owner of the team, he's going on radio stations during the week. Uh, he's always looking for a soundbite. Uh, they're the most popular, the most uh, viable brand at $9 billion in all of sports. They're more popular than the Manchester. They're more valuable than Manchester United. They're more popular than the New York Yankees. Uh, all over the world, the, the the Cowboys are so so. The player, my point is, the players are used to this kind of uh, uh, spotlight uh, uh, type of. I, I think that the, the, the you've got a good level of maturity now. Keeping the guys healthy, you know, you've got Stephon Gilmore. He's post thirty years old. Things like that. Those are things you cannot control as a team, but you can't control your your output. So I do think Dallas is on the right track. They're only going to look to get better. Um, they'll probably slip up two or three times this year. I expect it. I expect it. You know, I don't think Dax will go without an interception out of this year, but I do think that he can cut them down. He can cut them in half. You know, I do think that. So they're off to the right start. On the flip side, on the flip side, um, as I predicted with the Giants, I said they'll go about nine and eight this year. And then you hear all the national people, no, the Giants are going to be Colin Cow, you name it. You know, the Fox guy and the ESPN guys. Oh, this Giants team, and you know, they they're they're really good defensive line. And Daniel Jones, he he he's gonna take the next step in Brian DeBall's system. And if you watch those games closely, it looked a lot like again, not to beat a dead horse, but it looked a lot like Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy and Mitch Trubisky in year one, where that Bear team, that Bear team went 12 and four, won the division, barely losing to the Super Bowl champs, then Super Bowl champs, Eagles, uh, off of a last kick. Remember, last second kick. You ask yourself, well, what happened the next year? The next year, Matt Nagy, same defense, same quarterback. His numbers fall off. The Bears go from 12 and four world beaters. 
uh, I think like a two seat or something like that, to eight and eight. And then that was the beginning of the end of, of, of the Nagy and the uh, Mitch Trubisky area. I see that with Daniel Jones. Um, Pickle says he was running for his life. Uh, other than uh, Andrew Thomas, their left tackle, their PFF rating for everybody else is just not that good. They were still 29th coming in. Uh, the tackle's good. That's the main one, right? But 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 the guard uh, and the, the the center of that offensive line is still a little shaky, as you can see. And Dallas is that good up front. They're very fast. Uh, and Daniel Jones, he's just not reactionary enough for me. Uh, I think he, he he's a guy that 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 is just he's a good athlete. Uh, he's just not as consistent. Uh, kind of reminds me of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Blake Bortles. Uh, Bortles looked great one week, man, and then the next week he looks like he barely knows how to play the position. Uh, that was a former Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback. That is what I'm getting out of Daniel Jones. And now you've paid him for a couple of years. They could still get out of this thing. They didn't give him a massive years-wise contract. I mean, it, it, it's a pretty expensive one, and it's cap team-friendly this year. But I'm starting to believe now that yeah, it's just one game. But, yeah, yeah, Daniel Jones is just, it's just Daniel Jones. He, he's as good as he's going to be, and, and we're going to see that. We're going to see that. Uh, I do think the ownership was pushing behind it. They like the guy's attitude. They like all the intangibles. But the tangibles are uh, we're going to find out that he's not going to be this that much better, even though you could technically say they got a better team. They got Jalen Hyatt, got a great preseason. He didn't do nothing this game. I think he had one target. Uh, you, you had Jalen Hyatt. You got a fairly healthy uh, – you got a fairly healthy – uh, uh, receiving court, Eric, and it was pouring down rain there last night. And guys, please do not tell me the Jets score. By the way, I know that game's going to start here in a few minutes. I'm recording it, DVR'd it. Don't tell me the Buffalo Bills Jets score. No scores. I'm going to watch it. I like to fast forward through all the commercials and the nonsense. Okay, just between us two. So, uh, that being said, I think the Giants will snap back. They got to go on the road. They're much better on the road. They're much more focused on the road. They go on the road at Arizona, getting beat 40 to nothing when you're in the playoffs last year and not that many injuries. Expect the Giants to go on the road and play like gangbusters at Arizona next week, Pickles. Mark my word. They will play really well next week after getting humiliated on national TV last night. Okay. Almost skipped this uh, story, but I'm coming. Um, circle back around. Okay. I think ownership saw something last uh, last Thursday, and I think Chris Jones thinks, man, these guys need me. I need to get this money. So Chris Jones signs a deal, signs a one-year deal to come back to the Kansas City Chiefs here. And, uh, you know, not what he wanted, not what he wanted. He wanted that big three-year deal. Uh, so so they talked him into uh, coming back one year, give him a little bit. Uh, this is what Brett Veach, the general manager, says 
Chris is one elite player in this league, and over the past seven years, he's developed into a leader on our team. Uh, he's been instrumental to our success, Super Bowl championship runs. It's a priority for us to keep the Chief, him in the Chiefs uniform. Uh, I like to I like to thank Chris and his representation for their desire and patience. Though the process, two things are obvious. Chris wanted to be a Chief, and the Cats brothers worked that diligently on behalf. So. He's coming back on a one-year deal. It looks like he got a little bit of a raise, nothing what he wanted per se. Uh, but, you know, the thing is, he's going to be back. He'll probably be on a snap count uh, like Nick Bosa was. Now, they got to play at Jacksonville next week in that humidity down there in Jacksonville. Uh, they're they're going to need to be able to get some pressure on this hungry, upstarting Jacksonville team. I expect that to be a very close game. Got to look at the injury report to see where everybody stands. But, you know, I think they're going to be okay. Uh, I originally had them going, and this will probably still stay this way, around 10 and 7, just missing the playoffs. Now, uh, that being said, they, you know, looking at the Chargers and how they coughed that game up, just like they typically do. Uh, now I can see them possibly winning the division again, but it's still early. Uh, I'll stick with the same predictions because this is a season-long type of thing, and I still have problems. We saw the way Jawan Taylor's lining up. He looks very shaky back there. Uh, very good pass rush for that Jaguar team as well now. Remember, they got Walker there, the former first-round overall pick. Uh, and they got a guy named Josh Allen. The edge rusher is pretty good as well. And this team has played Jacks. Uh, they have played Kansas City pretty tight the both times they played. They can't blow out Kansas City. You know they can't knock them down. You know like the way um, uh, 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 Richard Pryor would talk about George Foreman. Good movie. I watched the movie Big George Foreman the other day about him starting a church and everything and. Uh, that was, that was pretty good. Um, but Richard Pryor said, you know, uh, uh, uh Frazier, Frazier would fall down for anybody. Talking about George Foreman knocking him down several times in the game, but, uh, he won't fall down for Ali. He, he he'll fall down for anybody else, but he won't fall down for Ali. Jacksonville will fall down for other people. You know, Detroit blew him out last year, but they won't fall down for Kansas city. So I think that'll be a really good game next week. Uh, be interesting to see if if they can put a team like the Chiefs and send the message that hey we're here to take over. Uh, your team has got some cap issues uh, next week. That that'll be a great game to talk about. We'll probably talk about that in the um, in the uh, five best games segment with uh, uh, Carlos Madden, New Yorker Chavez on Friday night. But still, no long-term deal, no long-term deal for Chris Jones. Okay, going to the other coast, all right? Uh, back to the regular games. Now, Miami, without their left tackle, uh, Terry Armstead, guy they get seeking a big money, gave big money to him, not this past season, but last offseason, and Miami gets to the playoffs with this guy. Uh, we, we know what happened with Tua. He had the concussions last. This team still gets to the playoffs. And 
they go all the way across the country without that left tackle with Nick Bos Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack on the other side, and one of the best safeties in a game in Derwin James, one of the most highest paid safeties, and lose uh and win excuse me miami goes out there and wins you know i'd say this look judging by this let me look at this stat line this is a well of a stat line here two ahead that i messed up okay 466 yards 110 uh passer rating three touchdowns one interception and he uh, three for three touchdowns. Uh, one, you know, last year, Tua, folks, before he got hurt, Tua um, had the highest Q bar in the whole NFL last year. You know, and since he's came in the league in 2020, remember he was drafted in Joe Burrow's class, who's already got an extension. Uh, Jalen Hurts' class, who's already got an extension. The guy he was playing, Justin Herbert. Just got an extension a few weeks ago. Tua has just set it on fire. Okay. He's perfect for Mike McDaniel's system. I don't think there's another player that is would be better at this system. I really don't. Because the the, the quickness of the the, the 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 moving parts around all the shifts and the moving parts. When you got Moster going this way, it's very Andy Reid. Put in a little Sean McVay. Put in a little bit of uh, uh, the zone blocking for 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 Kyle Shanahan, and you got an offense that's got you looking all over the place. They got Joey Bosa chasing his tail out there like a cat or a dog per se. Uh, you're just watching it, and then you look at Tyree Kill. You know. Um, I did not expect this kind of success out of Hill there. I I said that I thought that Kansas City can win with Adam. They won a the Super Bowl. But I did not expect this guy. Hill called 11 catches, 215 yards, two touchdowns. Had about 40 fantasy points in FanDuel pickles. Uh, so this team, if, if they, they can play like – I had them going 12-5 and five anyways and finishing one game behind 13-4 and four Jets. Okay, uh, Jets getting a two seed, and I had this Charger team getting the one seed uh, because they're overwhelming with talent there. Uh, but you see the flip side here, and this is my only theory behind why Brandon Staley is still this coach after blowing a 27-point lead last year to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the year before that with his over-the-top analytics uh, uh, bookkeeping, uh, going by this wild analytic book that cost him the year before that, okay, and now we're in year three. They go out and hire Keelan Moore over from Dallas, the offensive coordinator there, right? You follow me? And they still found a way to blow this game. Still find a way to blow this game at home, um, which I know they don't have a big home field advantage out there in L.A. because they've barely been in L.A. for four or five years. Pickle calls them the techno geek. I want to say he came from Sean McVay or whatever, 38 years old, way too young. 
this is not the type of team with this type of quarterback, with that type of talent on defense, with those type of playmakers at wideout. This is not made for a first-time developmental head coach. This is for a 15- to 20-year vet, somebody like a Sean Payton who was begging you for the job, begging you. He, he's right there in L.A. I think his daughter goes to USC or something. And he last year when he took his sabbatical and went to Fox Sports, um, he does nothing but compliments Justin Herbert. He's working with uh, all the Fox Sports TV shows there, breaking down every game there. Uh, you have that type of coach is the type of coach that, that, that the Chargers needed last year coming into this season. They did not need a developmental coach. This is not a developmental team. This is a win-now football team, folks. This Charger team, Pickles, is win-now. You have Joey, uh, Nick Bo, uh, Joey Bosa. I got it right. <laughs> Joey Bosa in his prime. You got Cleo Mack coming out of his prime, okay? You've got Keenan Allen on the back end, but he's still in his prime. Mike Williams, he go out and get another receiver. Uh, you got a dynamic wide uh, uh, running back there. You got a, a franchise left tackle there and Rashawn Slater. You got everything you need. You got everything you need. You got a good general manager. They, I do, I have liked their drafts. You do not need a developmental coach for this job. And my only theory behind why has Dean Spano stayed with this guy and moved off the offensive coordinator, uh, the ownership. And it makes it, it and the only thing I can think of, Pickles. Let's go back to 2006. Marty Schottenheimer, Philip Rivers, LaDainian Thomason, 14 and 2. The best team in the NFL record wise. Let me get a sip of water on that. They were 14 and 2 that year. And went up against a very intimidating Bill Belichick, Tom Brady football team, and they lost that game. Uh, Schottenheimer, people were saying he was too conservative in the playoffs, and those were good rightful criticism. Three runs and a punt was the joke, okay? Uh, three runs uh, and a punt. Yeah, don't tell me about the game, man. Don't tell me about the game. I'm recording it, brother, but appreciate it. Uh, appreciate it anyways, uh, skills. So uh, talking about last night's game. So he hears this. He overcorrects himself, Marty Schottenheimer. Let's go back to 06 with the Chargers. I'm making a bigger point. Pay attention. And Mr. Spanos fires Schottenheimer. Then they bring in um, – then they bring in um, Norv Turner. The offensive coordinator, remember? North Turner has never been head coaching material. He's a great coordinator, worked with those 90s Cowboys, won Super Bowls under Jimmy Johnson. Doesn't have the personality. Had a few failures at that point. We know what happened. They didn't go 14-2. and two. They go to the playoffs. They never went to the Super Bowl or even anything close under Turner. The team got worse under Turner. So Spanos is saying, maybe I shouldn't do this now. But he is overcorrecting. That is called overcorrecting. You, you're overcorrecting 
uh, to miss the car. And now you're coming into oncoming traffic and you're going to get hit head on. You're doing that right there. Um, What he should have done was fired Staley because he's not ready for this type of job and went out and got Sean Payton and they would have cleaned Miami's clock. It wouldn't have been Dallas beating up on the Giants, but that would have been a decisive uh, uh, 37 to 27, 24 type of win. That would have been a decisive win there if Sean Payton would have been, you know, now Sean Payton stuck with this Denver team uh, who has hardly anybody re- uh, at wide receiver health. And they almost won that game anyways. The Raiders, I uh, was afraid to touch that game in gambling because I knew the Raiders had a pretty good looking team coming into that game. And I knew that there's a lot of skill players down for that for that Denver team. But that being said, that's my theory behind this. Uh, they got to play at Tennessee, who uh, they got to play at Tennessee, who lost last week. And I'll talk about Tennessee tomorrow, Nashville people, Titans fans. But um, we'll see how that they're 0 and 1, and Tennessee's 0 and 1. And Tennessee's got their own problems. I'll get into that story tomorrow. But I'll say this. Um, going back to Miami, you know, Tua, Ryan Clark with ESPN, I thought he was joking. I didn't think he had to go back and apologize, saying that Tua's fat now. He's put on weight. Tua's put on muscle. Tua knows who he is. He's not an Aaron Rodgers when it comes to, or Josh Allen, he's sure not a Lamar Jackson when it comes to eluding the pass rush. He is not that when it comes to eluding the pass rush. Uh, and and he is not, uh, he is a guy that, that, that has, that, you know, didn't have proper pocket awareness last year and got slammed to the ground like a ragdoll, particularly in the Thursday night game where he got the big concussion. But he got plastered pretty hard, if you recall, the other game that they did win against Buffalo last year, if you guys don't recall. Okay? So I think he has learned his lessons. He has taken, I said this last week, jujitsu in the offseason. He's learning how to fall. He's getting rid of the ball quickly. He had to last week. Armstead was out. And I like the way they use Mostert, Raheem Mostert, another guy that's not healthy all the time. I like the way they use Mostert, okay? And he's figuring this thing out. If he stays healthy, yeah, they're going to go to the playoffs and they're going to make a run. You know, they may get to the Super Bowl this year. You know, Uh, I I, I got a few more teams ahead of them, but – they they're very much in it. I had them at 12 and five and I still say they could do it. They could go 12 and five, maybe better. Now I knew that they would play well. Remember this time last year, they came back from a three touchdown uh, plus late fourth quarter run against Baltimore at Baltimore last year. You know? Uh, so I, it's as far as offensive power, firepower, I don't put anything Pat. Remember last year, they pushed Buffalo hard with, with the other quarterback in the playoffs. That was a three-point game. That was supposed to be a blowout. So this team knows what they're capable of, and he knows what he's not. And that's a big deal 
for him and this Miami Dolphins team. Of course, it's just one game. It's just one game. Don't want to overreact. But I like the way some of these players are using uh, their, their, their skill sets and they're learning each year and they're not making the same mistakes over and over again. They're not effing off during the offseason, and some players do. There was a report that Josh Allen was. Now, we'll find out and see how this thing looks. So, yeah, so do not tell me the score, folks. I'm recording the big game against the Jets in Buffalo. So uh, I'll go check that out. Uh, And, by the way, again, Thursday, Fantasy Thursday. You got fantasy questions? Um, I give you, I give you some possible lineups here. I'm gonna give you my final lineups. So I give you all the lineups, and you guys use them, and then we're all splitting the money on FanDuel or DraftKings, right? But I'll give you possible lineups, competitive lineups. We'll talk about the weather, uh, injuries, you name it. We'll get to that on Thursday, starting that this year. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, speaking of Super Bowl predictions, now as you guys know. I predicted that the Cincinnati Bengals would go to the Super Bowl and win it. But I also said last week, around this time last week, when we started breaking these games down, that I thought that they may lose this opening week because they're at Cleveland uh, coming into this game. Burrow was 1-4 and four against that Browns team. All right. Uh, another game, poor down rain. Get out so excited about putting games in. Um, so excited about putting the games in that, um, you know, uh, I, I, I didn't even check the weather <laughs> and use Jamar Chase. But remember, he had a calf injury too. And we wasn't quite getting the... Um, we wasn't quite getting uh, a, a full answer from Zach Taylor, other than full participant, full participant, full participant. That's all we heard, you know. Then on the flip side, why I didn't want to touch that game is Denzel Ward was in concussion protocol for Cleveland, the best corner there in Cleveland coming into the game. All that being said, also Cleveland got Jim Schwartz, They were 26 in run defense last year. I said he will sure up that run defense. He's not the best pass defensive guy. He did a great job Sunday, 82 yards for Joe Burrow. But they sure up that run defense. Uh, Picked up Zadarius Smith and this Tomlinson guy with Miles Garrett, with the other playmakers, Ward pass concussion protocol, and you get a 24-3, 21-point uh, stomping of Cincinnati. Cincinnati will bounce back next week. Mark my word. They will bounce. They will got humiliated. But um, unlike a lot of the national media, Colin Coward did not pick the Cleveland Browns to make the playoffs. Okay? Uh, I said that the Cleveland Browns will be right there with Cincinnati. It look like it's Sunday. It's a 17-game season. It's not a one-game season. But Cleveland will be right there with um, – they will be right there with Cincinnati all year long. I actually picked Cleveland to win the division, but Cincinnati to get a wild card and get to the Super Bowl and win it. I still stand by that. I still stand by that. But, you know, they held uh, 
they held uh, Cincinnati to 75 yards rushing, you know, and uh, you look at the Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens blew out Houston, right? Well, the Ravens already had Marlon Humphrey, their leading corner, out at least a month. And J.K. Dobbins, God bless him, you know, poor guy, um, gets injured last year, comes back, works his way back, comes back this year. Now he tears his Achilles, and he's out. Uh, they're always getting injured, the, the, the Ravens are, okay? And then at Cleveland's uh, Jack Conklin, he's going to be done. ACL torn. That's the right tackle now. The filling guy played well. He, Kevin Stavansky, I watched that game. I watched Red Zone. I'm, I'm listening to a few minutes at a time, and then it goes to another game. But I learned the commentators say, you see how quiet it is on the right side since Jack Clonkin went out? He said, that's a good thing. And he said, the fill-in is doing pretty well. You know, Cincinnati's got a pretty good defensive line, but that's one game. We'll see how things go. All right. So, um, Burrow, over the weekend, signed a big deal. He signed a major extension. And I said, no matter what, you've got to make it work with Burrow. You've got to make it work with this guy. He's too much of this organization. You can't look at last night. So now he's one in five against Cleveland. But looking at his hits here, uh, $19 million cap hit, that's a gimme. You know, I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. I still think they're going. I said there's a good chance they can lose week one. By the way, last year there's an NFC championship game. They lost to Pittsburgh. Remember? Five, six sacks, TJ Watt all over at home. Got, got beat up pretty good physically. Then they went on roll, lost to Dallas. Cooper Rush. You know, I know they rallied back and went to the NFC Championship game and almost got that thing in hand. But the, his cap number goes up to 29 next year. Uh, still reasonable because uh, I was reading that the cap next year will go up to 256. It's got to be within 15%. It's got to be about 15%. And I'm not, a, I'm not a great at math, but uh, at 29 million, two, uh, two, 10% of 256 pickles 25, right? Well, that's uh, 11, 12%. He should be fine. And then uh, it's supposed to go up to 282 and 25. Now, that's when it jumps. Uh, talking about Burroughs, it's big extension. That's when it jumps to 46. And you're, you're still under, um, I want to say 20%, uh, see 28, 20. yeah, you're, you're still under 20% of the cap. Uh, you're, you're pushing it. You're going to have to start adjusting some other salaries. It's not going to be the end of the world, even in 25 for Burrow, you know. But I still think they'll be fine. Uh, I think they'll bounce back. They took some hits there. But I, I, did, I just wanted to credit Cleveland. A lot of people is gotten saying since since Watson's missed so much time here, and uh, they're they're taking the sexual assault allegations and putting it into his play with the year's miss. I saw him getting a little bit better here and there at the end of last year, and I think Watson will be even that much better as this season goes along because he's got a really good team around him. 
so I do think that um, Cincinnati will be fine. I said Cleveland will be fine. That was, this was my prediction, folks. Now, staying in that same division, per se, okay, I don't know what I did with that Pittsburgh game. Let me see if I can find it here. All right. So Pittsburgh was supposed to be really close. They were supposed to be really close with this 49er team. You know, 49ers uh, coming across the country, folks, coming across the country and – um, God, I thought I had their stats. Either way, I can wing this anyways. Coming across the country, Nick Bosa just signed his extension last week, was supposed to have been on a snap count, per se. Nick Bosa. You know, uh, the, the, the defensive end. Got a huge amount of money, $34 million, whatever. But Brock Pretty comes in there and lights these guys up, two touchdowns, over 100 quarterback rating, uh, 30 to 7, totally blew out Pittsburgh in their own backyard. And that makes me think that Pittsburgh, they'll bounce back. They will bounce back. But that also makes me think that if you look at this team, um, I, I got them going to the Super Bowl with, with Cincinnati. I still feel okay about that. I didn't expect them to play that well. Tomorrow, I'm going to give you my power five like I do every Tuesday. And I'll say this. I think that it, uh, it'll it probably have the 49ers at number one. You know, uh, some people will say, well, what Dallas? What about Dallas? Well, the Giants and Dallas, yeah, you could make that. You know, it's a rival game. The Giants made the playoffs. But going across the country, playing at a division like that, um, with, with all the hype, preseason hype, what Pittsburgh was getting, and rightfully so, I have them going 11 and 6, losing, uh, even having this game as a potential loss, uh, I still think they could bounce back. But they had a lot of hype coming in, even though they were two point underdogs. A lot of the media was picking them because of what happened. Uh, we were all, myself included, thinking that Brock Pretty may be gunshot, may be gunshot, because T.J. Watt can get around that corner like a house of our Ash Joe Burrow. Uh, Hassan Reddick bent this guy's arm backwards and took his shoulder out of socket. He gets a surgery. He recovers. He's a very young guy. Well, he's 23-24. And comes back and lights Pittsburgh up. Brandon Ayuk, two touchdowns. Uh, six was a 69-yard run by McCaffrey against that run defense. And Brock Pretty, like Tua, is perfect, perfect for that offense. Not the strongest arm in the world. But, I mean, I'm watching him Dylan. He looked like, if you just close your eyes and look at some of those plays, not all of them, I'm not saying he's Montana, but just kind of in a rhythm like Montana, you know? He's just kind of in that rhythm and and, and out there dealing. And, and, hey, sometimes it's just a perfect fit. It's like a perfect little 
piece of the puzzle. Bing! You got all the corners there. You know, you, you got the puzzle put together. So um, they'll get banged up. As I said before, they always get banged up. Kittle wound up playing. I thought he wasn't going to play. He ended up playing. And, uh, yeah, I was telling my dad yesterday, I think that, um, I think that, uh, 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 Brandon and I, you got the touchdowns, uh, yeah, uh, Brandon, you got the touchdowns that I thought that, uh, Debo Samuel would get guys do not tell me the score, uh, to, to the, uh, to the game there, Carlos, but you have it. Carlos is talking about the, uh, uh, 49ers always playing well in the game six is when the team's trends and crumbles. Um, yeah, they sit, they tend, they tend to get injury prone and that, and that is, um, uh, and pickle says Christian McCaffrey running behind that line. Is he the Terrell Davis of this team? Cal Shanahan, Mike Shanahan, you can make that argument, but, you know, for the Cal Shanahan haters, and I've had my criticisms of them, I think sometimes that that offense lacks a quick strike, like a Miami, like a Kansas City. Sometimes you, you twelve play drives, and I'm gonna, I'm going to get really into uh, um, New England tomorrow. But sometimes those twelve play drives, fourteen play drives, the longer you gotta go the more likely it is for you to make a mistake. Sometimes you need an easy score. You need a, a bam play to a to a Tyreek Hill or a DK Metcalf or young DeAndre Hopkins, and you need a quick score there. Uh, everything can't be this because there's more room for error doing those type of drives. You know, if I had a criticism, that would be my only one. That being said, they went to two consecutive uh, NFC Championship games. That's not easy. And then they went to a Super Bowl back in 19. That's three out of the last five, uh, four years. They've either been in the NFC Championship again, been in the Super Bowl, and picked to get back to the Super Bowl this year, in my opinion. So, uh, and, and, and Carlos says, uh, yeah, the best news is, Disney is charged or fix their problems. Yeah. After 10 days, or is it 12 days? I can't remember what it was. Uh, but either way, I think I may talk about that tomorrow. I'm not sure. Uh, but anyways, there are a lot of stories out there, folks. A lot of stories. Like I said, Chris Jones, that's going to be good. Not sure if that's going to change everything for Kansas City. But it does help Kansas City. Uh, I thought he would hang out a little bit longer than that. But, you know, it is what it is. Okay, so that this all leads me to good scope, bad scope. Where I was right about something, where I was wrong, okay? Uh, Colin Coward, he does, you know, uh, where Colin was right. Where Colin, so bring good scope, bad scope back. I liked it. I definitely want to own my mistakes when I'm wrong about something. Good scope. Uh, Dallas was 40 to nothing on Sunday night. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the program, I think this is the best team since the Jimmy Johnson teams. Uh, it's their first shutout in six years. Uh, they shut out the uh, Eagles back in uh, 2017. So they're playing some pretty good football here. 
bad scope. Having Chargers as a one seed, uh, they were up 31-27 with 14 minutes left in the fourth quarter. Miami on the road without arms, Taron Armstead, um, blow the league again. Brandon Staley still blows another league. As I mentioned earlier, 27-point lead last year. No second-half adjustments. Not sure if the Chargers will get that one seed. Uh, good scope. Just mentioned Brock Purdy. Missing piece of the puzzle. Uh, uh, Nick Bosa limited snaps. Pro football, even with his limited snaps, Nick Bosa was the highest-rated player defensively on the field over T.J. Watt, according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, I think I'm right. The 49ers are pretty freaking good there, folks. Okay, bad scope. Three. Now three of my college playoff teams have already had a loss in the first two weeks. Okay, Alabama loses at home to Texas. Now, it's one thing for the transfer portal uh, and the NIL stuff, but uh, I'll have a little deeper tape maybe Wednesday on this, maybe Wednesday. But it, it Quinn Yours, uh, quarterback from University of Texas, uh, the team goes out, recruits, commits, signs, Arch Manning, royalty, royalty in football, in uh, college football, in pro football. And this guy loses the mullet, uh, loses weight, gets quicker, has a great game on the road at Alabama. Flip side, Alabama playing this. Um, I forgot the guy's name, Moreau or whatever. I think that's his name, Moreau. And he wasn't even listed, even though he's a second-year uh, guy. This guy wasn't even listed, according to Phil Steele, to be the starting quarterback this year. Not sure. I think Alabama will bring him in. But um, the uh, I guess the main thing is, Recruiting rankings mean nothing now. Alabama, number two class, sophomores are number two. This freshman class was the number one class in the country. This junior, yes, I said it, this junior class, number one class coming in the country, and Alabama not playing like a number one team, beat by, what, 10 points at home to a visiting Texas team. Now, Texas has taken advantage and finally living up to their hype Finally living up to their height. Um, uh, they um, uh, they had two top five classes in a row. Quinn Yours had Arch Manning, and they win the game. Yeah, Carlos called the Miami game. Yeah, I thought that uh, I thought Texas A&M would beat them with uh, Petrino. A&M had a good lead on them, but bad play calling, speed on the outside empty stadium. Yeah, I understand what is with Miami fans. I watched the second half of that game and I'm looking up and I'm like, this is a good team, man. You're playing a top 25 team in the country. A lot of star power. There's empty seats everywhere in Miami. But yeah, it was a big win for Barrio Cristobal, who I said was a good recruiter, but Carlos, you said was not a good recruiter. Now you're saying you did, you did pick Miami, but last year I said this guy was really good at Oregon, 
give him his second year to get his guys together, and he has done that, and that was a big, big win for uh, former Hurricane Mario Cristobal. But I cannot, I do not have a feel for college football. Uh, so we have to start. Uh, so guys like Nick Saban, old timers, guys like Nick Saban, they have to look at the transfer portal now. They have to, Nick Saban, how come you could not get Sam Hartman? You know, you, you, you got the offensive coordinator for Notre Dame. If you knew that Bill O'Brien was going to go to New England, why didn't you jump on jump on this offensive coordinator for Notre Dame, which they did? It's got 30-something years old, really young. That's another thing that's hurting Saban. I'm surprised he's gotten this far. He's constantly changing coordinators just about every year for the level of success that he's having, right? But if you knew you were going to get this guy, you should have grabbed Hartman out of out of uh, uh, Wake Forest and brought him there um, to transfer. He would have been a whole lot better than the quarterbacks you have now. I do like the fact that Alabama is going back to what their identity is, power football, running the game. If I had one thing to say, that's it. But this quarterback they've got now, and I've got a theory, and I'll talk about it probably Wednesday, uh, that guy should not be the starting quarterback. He's not ready. You've got other quarterbacks out there. You've got some on the bench. You need a better passer than this Moreau guy. He's not ready for it. Uh, he can be a specialist guy. Uh, this offense does not suit him. Uh, he, he's, he just got outplayed, you know. He got outplayed, folks. So, um, you know, so I got the good scope, bad scope. There's a lot of football games I'm going to get to tomorrow. Uh, one being the uh, the Titans. We'll talk about the Titans. Uh, Pickle says he loses half of his staff every year, man. Half of his staff every year. He's playing catch up. It's a wonder if he's had been able to hang in there as long as he has. And it's not the end of the world, but man. I was really surprised that Texas beat them like that. Uh, it was a three-point game at one time, but they have lost their dominance. You know, there's more parity in college now than ever. So I was off about that. That was a bad scope, and I own it. I look here now, I don't run from it, you know. I'm not like Mike Francesa, who never owns his mistakes. WFAM, longtime host from WFAM. But uh, tomorrow we will get to – let me make some notes here. What did I say? Uh, we'll get to Seattle. Looks like you may have a one-hit wonder out of out of Geno Smith. The Titans, I kind of seen that coming. I predicted that, guys. I, you know, I said they're about a 9-8 and eight team, and there's a chance, a good chance they can lose. They, they lost their right tackle to, to the gambling thing, and they have rebuilt offensive line. They're still almost one. You know, three interceptions by two or Tannehill. What are you going to do? We'll talk about Titans tomorrow. Jets Buffalo tonight. People were sending me something that that Rogers is hurt. And I might have to go go on there and find out what that's all about. Y'all got me worried. It, it popped up on my screen. Anyways, we'll see what happens. Minnesota uh, Minnesota lost. Uh, kind of, I was kind of right about that. Um, and I've been making a note for tomorrow. I'll get into Tampa. Uh, bad teams win week one. Bad teams win week one. I'll tease that. And again, Thursday, folks, we'll talk about fantasy. 
Uh, have your fantasy questions. Uh, Thursday is a good day because that's the second day of practice. You kind of get a feel for the injury report. Uh, Thursday, uh, late Thursday evening into Friday. And, of course, you know, I'll give you a take on that Thursday game, whoever's playing here. So, either way, I'm going to get off here. If you like the show, share the show. Good crowd tonight. Um, Pickle says a lot of road teams won. That is true, except for Cleveland played really well. Have a good night, everybody. I'll see you same time, same place tomorrow here on Sports Scope. (laughs) 